If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. We're now on Patreon. That's right. You can support us and get benefits at patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. That's patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. We have three tiers, $4.99, $6.99, and $9.99. The first tier gives you all the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling podcasts and post shows and the PW Torch daily casts with the ads and plugs removed. That membership tier also includes the VIP after shows that on occasion we put on extended versions for VIP members at the end of the Wade Keller shows and daily casts. And it's compatible with the Apple Podcast app and any other third-party podcast app out there, or you can stream the shows directly from your Patreon app or the Patreon website. Or you can upgrade to Tier 2 for two extra dollars a month and add the Wade Keller hotline to the mix, a daily podcast just for VIP members who support us. Or you can upgrade to Tier 3 and get... All the Wade Keller podcasts and post shows and daily casts with the ads and plugs removed and the VIP after shows and the Wade Keller hotlines, plus all the other VIP exclusive podcasts and a PDF and all text version of the weekly Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletter and a 20 years ago Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletter every week. Full details on how to support us and get so much in return with three different tiered options at patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. You can still support us directly on our website and get the full VIP benefits for $9.99 a month by going to pwtorch.com slash govip. That has not changed. This is just an additional option for those of you who are familiar with and like supporting creators on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Brain fog. Insomnia moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved, Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. 
They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to the best of PW Torch Livecast. I'm Wade Keller, and it is Friday, December 24th, 2021. Thanks for downloading today's show. We go back five years to our WWE Roadblock End of the Line pay-per-view post-show. Pat McNeil and Greg Parks hosted with live callers and emails reacting to Roman Reigns against Kevin Owens in the main event. Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks in an Iron Woman match. Chris Jericho against Seth Rollins. And much more, including some uh, some wrestlers no longer in WWE, including some who are in AEW, such as Rusev. Actually, he's the only one who's now in AEW now that I look at the lineup. Uh, Braun Strowman no longer part of WWE, uh, but otherwise it's a pretty steady uh, group. Uh, Brian Kendrick working behind the scenes. I guess Rich Swan and TJ Perkins no longer with uh, WWE either, but at least based on this lineup, a pretty steady consistency with who's featured uh, more than half of these wrestlers have been uh, have been with WWE since then but nevertheless uh, the uh, Kevin Owens Roman Reigns match for the universal title the headline match and one of the main topics of conversation this event again was December 18th 2016 in Pittsburgh Pennsylvania and we've got uh, full analysis with live calls with Greg and Pat so let's get to it Good evening and welcome to the PW Torch Livecast post-game show for WWE Roadblock End of the Line. I am Torch columnist Pat McNeil. I will be joined momentarily by PW Torch uh, columnist Greg Parks. And as a matter of fact, uh, let's, let's see if we have uh, Mr. Parks on the line. Is, uh, is this Mr. Greg Parks in the 585 area code? It sure is, Pat. Uh, hey, we Hello. did that. All right. 
Uh, <laughs> WWE Roadblock has Roadblock end of the line. Excuse me. I have to call it Roadblock end of the line, Greg, because we don't want people confusing it with the WWE Roadblock special that took place in March. That's why this show is named WWE Roadblock end of the line. Anyway, we are taking your calls five one five six zero five nine three four five. You can you can punch up real Pat McNeil on Twitter or Greg M Parks at Twitter. Send your questions in that way. Uh, you can send in your questions via the chat room, which is open over on uh, pwtorchlivecast.com. And heck, heck, if I feel like it, I might even just open the email. Um, let's go ahead and run down the show. I, I got in late because of a Christmas pageant. I caught up, I think, as best as I could on the kickoff show. It was Rusev defeating Big Cass by countout. Um, let's see, it was a... Uh, it was a shortish match, short-ish match, uh, about what I expected. Uh, Lana, Lana helped uh, Rusev interfere against uh, Enzo Amore. Um, I, I what what I saw, I thought it was I thought it was okay, but it wasn't anything special. Uh, Greg, yeah, certainly nothing to write home about. Uh, textbook pre-show match. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, we opened the show. Uh, the first the first match on the main show, Sheamus and Cesaro defeated the New Day in 10 minutes, 10 seconds, when uh, Sheamus pinned Cesaro, and Sheamus and Cesaro are now your WWE World Tag Team Champions. The reign of uh, the New Day has ended, and I thought this was a, I thought this was a perfectly acceptable match. After the match, uh, Cesaro hugged the New Day, and they shook hands, and Sheamus just ignored them and grabbed the title belts. Uh, I I liked this, uh, Greg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot to like about everything going on here. The match itself was was really solid. I liked the decision to put the belts on Cesaro and Sheamus. I think the story that that's been told from them having the best of seven series, then sort of being put together as an unwilling tag team, and now coming together just enough to win the tag titles is a good one. And then you had Cesaro embracing New Day after the match and Sheamus. Despite the fact that he's getting along with Cesaro more now than he was, uh, he still has a little bit of that heel in him and took the titles and celebrated himself. So he's not all the way babyface, which I think is is appropriate for his character. Um, I I like the finish, I think, um, with with Cesaro faking the tag. uh, But I think there's a a sizable percentage of people out there that thought it may have been a little too cute. But I, I thought it worked here. Yeah, um, I, I thought this was this was good for the situation, and I, I'm expecting a lengthy tag match, uh, either well either tomorrow night or uh, or a week from tomorrow night uh, on one of the on one of the uh, next two episodes of Raw. All right, after that we had uh, Sami Zayn's uh, ten minutes of trepidation going head to head with uh, Braun Strowman, and believe it or not, Sami Zayn survived ten minutes. And Sami Zayn uh, therefore won the challenge with Braun Strowman. Is that I think that's fair. Um, I you know Mick Foley came out and uh, and threatened to throw in the towel. Sami Zayn wouldn't let him throw in the towel. Uh, they, the announcers pointed out that uh, Braun Strowman was dragging out the beating of Sami Zayn. Um, the, the real question is whether you think that uh, whether people think that this whether this did enough to protect Braun Strowman. Or enough to make uh, Sami Zayn look good, or whether it was just half—it was just half and half—and didn't really do anything. I—I'm I, more along the lines of this didn't really help Braun Strowman, and it maybe helped Sami Zayn a little. Uh, Greg. Yeah, WWE tried to have their cake and eat it too with this match. They tried to have Sami survive the ten minutes to show his toughness and really to prove McFoley right. Remember the the whatever was surrounding Sami Zayn and McFoley in this situation, it wasn't. 
Sami Zayn saying he could beat uh, Braun Strowman. It was Sami Zayn basically saying that he could survive 10 minutes of Braun Strowman. And despite the fact that he didn't beat Strowman, he did survive. Now, Strowman dominated that match and uh, took most of the match and and punished Sami Zayn for for a lot of it. And Sami Zayn did his uh, world-class babyface selling that made Strowman look even better than he was. Uh, because of the way he he sold that match, so I thought both guys came out looking good. Um, I thought Strowman looked pretty dominant for much of the match. No, he didn't pin Zane, but they made it clear that he put a serious hurting on Zane, and Zane was able to survive the ten minutes, which is what he was trying to convince McFoley that he could do. Yeah, I I really really think they should avoid having uh, Braun Strowman wrestle for more than five minutes. I'm, I, oh, I, I'm I, sorry. I, yes. I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they did the best they could, but it just um, it was it was uh, it was a struggle. The struggle was very real for that match. Uh, next matchup: Seth Rollins defeats Chris Jericho, 17 minutes and five seconds. When Kevin Owens came out and interfered, uh, Seth Rollins dropped Owens, but uh, in the in the fracas, uh, Jericho had uh, Rollins rolled up, and the referee was distracted with Owens. And uh, Jericho felt like this cost him the match, and they argued afterwards. Um, I thought this was—I mean, I thought this was in one sense a good match, but in another sense, it really—they—they they never really picked up the pace. I mean, this didn't even feel mm-hmm. like this didn't even feel like a Raw main event. <laughs> I was going to say it felt like a Raw match, so maybe uh, well, the top of the second hour okay. match than if it wasn't a Raw main event. But yeah, it, it certainly didn't feel like a pay-per-view match. And the problem with with the three top matches on this show, and I'll put Jericho Rollins, uh, the women's title match, and the main event into that uh, into that um, category. The problem with the three big matches on this show is that there was a lot of waiting by the fans. Right. Jericho Rollins, you were waiting for Kevin Owens to get involved. Charlotte and Sasha Banks, yeah. you were waiting for you know the last five minutes when you know they're going to pick it up and there's going to be either some really close near falls or as happened in the match. Uh, uh, submission or a pin. And then in the main event, you were waiting for Chris Jericho to get involved. Right. So the, the meat of these matches didn't really feel like they mattered all that much because you were just waiting yeah. uh, for the interference or you were waiting for the last few minutes. If it was the, the women's match. That is actually, that is actually an excellent point there. Um, we had the cruiserweight title match, the three-way match. It was Rich Swan defeating Brian Kendrick in six minutes, but with uh, with a knockout kick. Uh, then after the match, uh, we had uh, we had uh, the the artist formerly known as Adrian Neville, who is now just Neville, came out. Uh, he pretended like he was going to shake Rich Swan's hand. He beat up Rich Swan. Then he beat up Brian Kendrick, and then he beat up T.J. Perkins. Uh, one in a classic one-on-three beatdown, and he. Uh, and uh, Neville delivered his, uh, his the uh, evil sneer, which uh, I for somebody who's never played a heel before, I thought he did a fine job there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this turn by Neville. And really, babyface or heel, getting him in the cruiserweight division is absolutely the right way to go. Uh, the cruiserweight division is looking down right now. Once you get Metalik in there, once you get Tozawa in there, if Austin Aries transitions from the announce booth Tajiri, to yeah. the cruiserweight yeah, the cruiserweight division. Then you've got Neville. Uh, so there's some promise around the bend, but boy, has it been rough uh, on its way there. 
Uh, yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, this is gonna. This has been a. Uh, this has been a struggle. I don't remember. I, I'm guessing they faced off before in Dragon Gate USA at some time. I, I, I like the idea of Swan versus Neville. Given, the, you know, if they're allowed to, if they're given some time and allowed to have matches that feel like cruiserweight matches instead of just small guys doing uh, WWE main event style. Yeah, and that's Which really been one of the, the biggest yeah. failings of of the cruiserweight division. Is, um, you know, they're doing. Main event style wrestling. They're they're character pieces. Um, as far as the characters, they're not really being fleshed out. Uh, there's really no draw to them being cruiserweights at this point. No, that's a that is a serious problem. All right, uh, we had the uh, Iron Woman match, is what I will call it. Uh, Sasha Banks defending the women's title against Charlotte. Uh, the match uh, was tied 2-2 at the end of 30 minutes, so we had sudden death overtime, and it was Charlotte regaining the uh, women's title for the third time on pay-per-view, defeating uh, Sasha three falls to two, uh, finishing off Charlotte with the figure four, finishing off Sasha with the figure four, and Sasha having the tap, and um, you know, you might say that the, I mean, I thought uh, I thought this was a good match. I uh, Probably the best match of the night. It uh, still, I, I don't think it was great. It wasn't. Uh, I mean, there was there was a lot going on here. I I thought it was very good. We didn't have that one breakout match on the show, and uh, I I just think that WWE figured out, hey, we can do more. You know, we can go in more different directions with Charlotte as a heel being the champion, because there's a better variety of baby faces than we can with Sasha as the champion. You know that you're not going to get good matches that way. Yeah, I kind of wish they'd figured it out before they put the belt on Char- uh, on uh, Sasha three times, and then had her three lose times. it three times to Charlotte. Yeah, but uh, oh. I, yeah. I I keep being surprised when Charlotte beats Sasha Banks for the title. I, I should stop being surprised, but I was surprised yeah, again here tonight. But you, you, you know, you you bring up a good point that I think Charlotte, you know, with with Bailey coming up, uh, seems to be you know we talked about that last month on the uh, post show live cast is is. Uh, seems to be the direction that they go with Charlotte leading into 2017. So in that regard, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. I kind of like the tag match a little better than, than Sasha and Charlotte. I think it had its moments, but again, uh, a lot of the early part of the match seemed to drag and, you know, the, the two weren't killing each other out there, which was a nice step up from their previous matches. Yeah. Uh, but there, there felt like there wasn't that immediacy uh, early on, and you know they're pacing themselves for thirty minutes and whatnot. There, there but, wasn't uh, okay. again. Yeah. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over forty, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. 
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Daily Cast listeners, thank you, first of all, for streaming the shows. Be sure you're subscribing. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to pro wrestling podcasts. But while you're at it, if you're not yet, please subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Search Wade Keller and see two logos pop up, a blue one and a red one. The red logo, the post shows, cover Raw and SmackDown each week with a fast turnaround time of a couple hours after the show's end. And also every Saturday we present a flashback to our analysis from five years ago that week covering Raw. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net joins me, and we analyze what happened on Raw five years ago. So check out that time capsule every weekend. The Blue Logo Show features the Thursday flagship, plus our first-run interviews, our classic interviews, and our mailbag segments. So again, search Wade Keller and click subscribe to both the Red Logo and the Blue Logo. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
And and by the way, this this was not a uh, this is not a good night for the uh, for crowd reactions in Pittsburgh. They, uh, they there was a lot of uh, don't care, you know. Too, there was a lot of too long didn't read out of the crowd. I thought I felt, <laughs> including the first, <laughs> the first twenty minutes of this uh, Charlotte. Yeah, including the first yeah, twenty the minutes of the Iron Woman match. The first match was hot. I thought the tag match got a really good reaction, but you're right. Mm-hmm. Everything after that was was um, not uh, not a great crowd reaction. No. And uh, finally, in our main event, yes, Kevin Owens is still your WWE Universal Champion, winning in 23 minutes and 20 seconds by disqualification when Chris Jericho ran in and gave Owens the codebreaker. Uh, however, it was all part of their fiendish plan because Jericho handed Owens the title and brothers don't shake, brothers got a hug. So this upset Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns so much that they uh, went and beat up uh, beat up uh, Owens and Jericho together. Uh, Jericho got uh, the double powerbomb through... The uh, through the announce table at ringside, and uh, and Owens got the uh, got knocked through the main announce table. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, this, yeah. Uh, this this felt like a raw main event. Okay, now we can now we can get <laughs> to that point. Okay, um, yeah, it did. And again, like I said earlier, you just you spent most of the match waiting. And it almost felt like Owens and Reigns, uh, based on their what they did for most of the match, felt like they were waiting uh, most of the match. Uh, you know, they, Owens had the chin lock, which you know is great for house shows yeah. where he can grab a chin lock for five minutes and shout at the crowd and everything like that. But on a pay per view slash special event, it doesn't work as well, I don't think. So uh, I guess the big question coming out of this is: Was this a ruse by Jericho and Owens from the beginning when they started teasing their dissension a few weeks ago, or is this something? Jericho did tonight as a sign that, you know, he's back on board with Owens. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, judging by the facial expressions where Owens looked very surprised by what was going on, I'm, I'm guessing this was, uh, I'm guessing the storyline is going to be that Jericho, Jericho made, you know, Jericho made up with Owens here. But uh, either way, they, they took a meeting from Rollins and Reigns, and uh, I can almost guarantee we're going to get that tag match tomorrow on Raw. That's what it seemed to set up at. So um, that's probably a pretty good uh, good guess. Okay, we have to uh, we have to take a break. We're a little overdue on that. Five one five six zero five nine three four five five one five six zero five nine three four five. I'm Pat McNeil. He is Greg Parks. This is the PW Torch Livecast WWE Roadblock Post Game Show, and uh, we'll be back in just a minute. If you're like me, you with pwtorch.com. All right, and we're back in the pwtorchlivecast.com studios. I'm Pat McNeil. He's Greg Parks. We're Pro Wrestling Torch columnists, and this is your post-game show for WWE Roadblock, end of the line, uh, 515-605-9345. We do have emails. We do have tweets. We do have, uh, do we have anybody in the chat room? Yeah, we have chat room people, but I think we're going to go to the phones first. Uh, are you ready, Greg? I'm ready when you are, Pat. Yes, I promised Wade there'd be no sound effects on this show because this is serious business. So we're going to kick things off in the 773 area code where we get all of our serious business. 773, please state your name in town. You're on the livecast postgame show. Boris from Chicago. Hello, Boris. What a surprise. (laughs) I tell you, this company sure knows they make it... Real difficult for you to get behind to get behind the baby faces when they do all yeah. and everything the heels supposed to do. 
You know, it started off. Yeah, with, well, with, I, 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 I thought people hated the heel uh, who was Roman Reigns in this match. Uh, no, but the, you, you, I mean, there didn't seem to be a lot of crowd reactions altogether, and this crowd was. Um, this crowd was not it was was really against Roman Reigns and I can't even say that they were too pro Owens. It did not it was not a good night for Mr. Reigns. <laughs> no. And if, and I mean they tried everything, you know, including the Shield Reunion light to get the Roman Reigns over and it's not working. And I guess they thought, you know, seeing these guys get together that would do something, but it's just I just ready to turn it off. I was like, oh man, the crowd ain't into this. They they not like this. I'm not liking. I'm like, uh, you know, they they lost and they feel like sore losers. You know what I'm saying? You lose, you and then they right. attack the heel, the heels. They feel like sore losers. And then what really irritated me was the, the iron match, whatever they want to call it. I mean, two what that about two to three seconds, and then she tapped. I was like, you have got to be kidding. me. Well, you know uh, yeah, that's, like, that's the way that's the way it happens in mixed martial arts, or so I'm told. It's like you know, what, you know, it's like if you want Charlotte to be over or whatever they the streak they trying to build for her that they did for the Undertaker, just do it, you know, and just get Sasha out the picture because you see, they it feels like to me they dangling Sasha because when she first came, when they first brought, was um, bringing her up, never how. Oh, that's what all the fans would chant is we want Sasha. So it seemed like now they're using Sasha to get Charlotte over. You know what I'm saying? Couldn't that's yeah. what, that's what I'm feeling. I'm, I might be wrong, but these matches just made me feel like they it's all about Charlotte, but the fans really behind Sasha. So it's, it's like they're killing everybody that the fans get behind, like the Daniel Bryans, the Sashas. I'm waiting on Bailey because they, they, you know, they're doing her pretty much the same way. So it's like, how can you get invested well, in something in this company when it's like anybody we like is like they dangle them to the people we want. I mean, to the, to the hmm. people they want. Well, you know what? You know, um, other than Bailey, we other than Bailey appearing on the uh, pre-show for a few minutes to talk about the uh, women's match, we did not get Bailey tonight, and that that might have been a good thing, Greg. <laughs> yeah, and we talk about, um, you know, Boris mentioned, uh, you know, putting Charlotte over at the expense of Sasha Banks and, and her reaction. And it, that even goes back to Becky Lynch, uh, when Becky Lynch was feuding with Charlotte, and Becky came yep. so close every time to winning the title from Charlotte. Yep. And it was that constant interference and constant distraction by Ric Flair that caused her to lose every time. And every time it happened, it built more and more to make her look like a, a complete loser. And luckily she was rescued by the brand split and sent over to SmackDown. And she's done a really nice job there. They've rehabilitated her character uh, very well over on that brand. But I don't think Banks is at that point yet. You know, she's won the title a couple times. She's been able to show that she's in Charlotte's league, even with Charlotte going over here. Uh, I don't think, you know, they went into overtime with the Ironman match. So, I, I don't think by any means Banks was, you know, uh, dumped on here by by losing to Charlotte, and, and she'll not disappear. She may have something lined up with Nia Jax next or something like that, which is uh, going to be a, a high women's division. Good anyway. luck with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah, um, go. Well, they, you remember uh, okay. AJ, right? AJ was small. Yes, AJ Lee. 
Sasha Bank is small, but it seemed like the commentators stuff they just emphasize on 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 Sasha and it make me feel like they the way they emphasize unless she's weak. And I'm trying to figure out AJ was a small person. They never emphasized on, you know, you know, her like she's in pain or the the way they talk down it feels to me they feel like it feels to me they talk you know, it's like they're talking down about Sasha by her size, and I'm thinking AJ was smaller, right? And I never heard right, them, they, you know, go after AJ AJ like that. You know what I mean? Well, I don't. I, I don't. I don't, think think said, I, I don't even think they've said Banks is weak. If anything, I think they've emphasized her toughness. You look at the the moves that she's gone through in these Charlotte matches. I mean, they've had some really heavy stipulation matches, the Hell in a Cell, uh, some other matches. They, I mean, she's. She's come out hurting, and, and I think they've put over her toughness. I don't think they, you know, maybe tonight you can read into them saying she's weak by tapping just before the uh, the match was over in regulation. But I think if anything, throughout this Sharp Banks feud, the one thing that's been emphasized is is Sasha's toughness despite her size. Well, I hope so because this, this this the commentary just really baffled me. And I mean, them going through every match. I'm like, dang, you know, by the time somebody else she wrestles, by the time they get any, you know, any more competitors, they're gonna use up every every match possible. Like, what are they trying to do? Break every record, every match? You know, do every match before yeah, you know they, this is over? You know, it's like too much. Save some. They, they, they I mean, they want to go to Bailey, and I'm guessing they want to go to Bailey in time for WrestleMania. But uh, and and they think that Bailey and Charlotte is the better matchup than Bailey and Sasha because people like Sasha. They, you know, they, <laughs> Sasha, I mean Sasha can be a heel, but they think Bailey's better at it. I mean they think excuse me they think Charlotte's the better heel to fight Bailey, and I'm not going to argue with that. Plus, I get the distinct impression that Vince McMahon thinks uh, thinks Charlotte is a uh, is a bigger star than Sasha Banks, probably because you know Charlotte's tall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Boris. All right. Well, listen, uh, hang in there. We'll probably be talking again next month. Uh, by the way, celebrate. This is the final WWE pay-per-view of 2016. Yay. Yay. Oh, man. All right. It, it, took, it took us a I while, know. but we're finally there. All right. Thank you very much, Boris. Um, let's see. Before we, go to the, before we go to the next, uh, who do we have next? Let's try the 478 area code. 478, please state your name and town. You are on the live cast postgame show with Pat and Greg. Hello. How you doing, Pat and Greg? This is Darrell from Georgia. I thought it might be you. How you doing, Darrell? I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, oh, pretty okay show. Um, I thought the best part of the show was seeing Neville come out being a heel and finally getting added to the cruiserweight division. Maybe that could spice it up a little bit. Um, know that the Charlotte match was um, pretty slow, but I like what they did with Charlotte. To me, she's like still the best heel on Raw. Either both men or women. To me, she's the best heel and could be the best superstar on there. Um, the one question I, I want to ask you guys is, uh, with the main event scene with the guys, are they um, trying to stretch this out a little bit? Maybe waiting on Finn to come back? Oh, yeah. Because he was the last guy oh, that yeah. got I, the, uh, a real reaction, a superstar reaction yeah, to a point. I, 
I, I, yeah, I drill. I absolutely 1,000% believe they're trying to stretch out this feud. As a matter of fact, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Royal Rumble is a fatal four-way with these four with the four guys we saw tonight. Uh, Greg. Uh, yeah, Finn Balor, I mean, when he comes back, it's going to inject some much-needed life because we've seen some sort of incarnation of Reigns-Rollins, Owens-Jericho for what feels like forever at the top of the card. And I know it's probably only been two or three months or something like that, but uh, they, they've you know, recycled them already to the point where it doesn't feel fresh anymore. And uh, a four-way at, at the Royal yeah. Rumble is possible. I think the expectation may be that uh, the the non-champions are also going to be in the Rumble match because that's a lot of star power to keep out of the Rumble. Um, they seem to vacillate back and forth each year on whether or not uh, guys in other matches on the card are allowed in the Royal Rumble match, but uh, I think if you're going to do a four-way, you've got to allow the other three in that match. But, um, yeah, Balor coming back is, is going to make a big difference, and um, uh, Charlotte being the best heel on, on Raw, I think that's more of an indictment of how they've booked the top guys in that division. You know, it's uh, Roman Reigns coming off more as a heel. Seth Rollins not really a strong baby face. And you've got Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho who are sort of the entertaining heels that get the cheers because they're funny and they're good at what they do. So Charlotte is the only one of them who's booked like a real heel. So that's why she comes off that way. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With Audible membership, you get one credit every month. Good for any title in their entire premium selection, including the latest bestseller, the buzziest new release, the hottest celebrity memoir, or that bucket list title you've been meaning to pick up. Those titles are yours to keep forever in your Audible library, plus access to the thousands and thousands of audiobooks in their Plus catalog. So this deal is waiting for you. Go to audible.com slash Wade or text Wade to 500-500 to get 60% off your first three months Audible membership. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, Darrell? A whole lot. Anything else? Uh, that, makes a whole, that makes a whole lot of sense. And yes, I, I, that's what I was thinking. They were probably waiting for Finn to come back since he probably got the big um, uh, reaction that they can work with. Um, do they bring him back in the rumble? And um, another question: This is just a what if. Do you think they're setting up maybe uh, some more Joe to come and somehow face Roman Reigns for the U.S. title or some way like that? Maybe rocket him to get him into that main event scene or something like that. Um, um, and that'll be it for me. Okay. Well, with the thing with with Reigns and Joe, we talked about this I think two weeks ago, uh, Greg. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I mean, the only, I mean, the main pro I think Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe is a fantastic matchup. Of course, people will be cheering Joe. Um, you know, there's, there's been a lot of speculation about Joe's health after those, uh, after the past couple of weeks and after he got held off of the, off of house shows this weekend. Um, but I, I just have the feeling when, when, when Samoa Joe comes over, they need him more on SmackDown right now than they do on Raw. Uh, but I, I think they should definitely do Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe, though. Yeah, it, the the Joe being promoted thing always comes up every few months, and and we we always kind of talk ourselves out of it because he's needed in NXT as as a, as a top draw. But you look at now, really feeling like he's officially done with Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, with with Nakamura as uh, NXT champion, and uh, yeah, I, I think if there's a time to call him up now, is it because he's gonna be shuffled down the card in NXT, and, and I don't really think that's a really good use of him. So get some mileage out of him while you can on the main roster. And, and certainly SmackDown is more in need of top bodies than Raw is. But here we are complaining about the top four guys, and, and you know Raw is three hours, so they need uh, more numbers than SmackDown does as far as guys uh, go. So I, I could really see him on either brand. Um, and... and I guess the one thing about not calling him up to Raw is that Finn Balor is coming back, and you don't want to call up Joe at the same time as you're really trying to reestablish Finn Balor. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, well, I, well, that's that's an issue. We don't know exactly when Finn Balor's coming back. Uh, 
you know, the, the best guess was, uh, you know, I mean, it's kind of, it was kind of borderline because the best guess after the injury was, okay, you know, blah, 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 uh, six months, maybe he'll be ready in February. And you're cutting it kind of close, you know, I mean, if you're, I mean, you can, I suppose, debut a guy in February and have him work WrestleMania. I mean, WWF did it last year with Shane McMahon for crying out loud. But I mean, the question is whether Balor's going to be ready to go in a hundred percent by then. Uh, I mean, what I like about, uh, what I like about Finn Balor is, the, you know, I mean, look at the way they pushed him. He, he arrived, he beat everybody, he became the champion, and got injured on the same night. So, I mean, the, the, there's right. no, there's not going to be any difficulty with getting people to believe in him. Yeah, and and he's already been established at that point, so there's no reason for WWE to bring him back and I don't know, feed him to Braun Strowman or something like that. The expectation is uh, he's no. going to come back right in right in that same spot, slot right in where he left off. Yeah, and and he absolutely should. I mean, there's no there's no question in my mind about that. Uh, okay, uh, good good topics. Uh, Drell, let's see, he might be gone by now. Um, I'm going to yep. put him back on hold anyway. He said he was yeah he said he was done. So five zero five one five six zero five nine three four five. Yeah, let's get one more call in, and then maybe after the break we'll start ta- we'll start looking at some of these emails and uh, and chat room questions and that sort of thing. Nine zero eight area code nine zero eight. Please state your name and town. You're on the live cast post game show with Pat and Greg. Hello. Hey, Sharif from New Jersey. Hey, how you doing, Sharif? Okay. Good. Yes, I'm not going to make fun, uh, I'm not going to make fun of your name this week. I promise. No, feel free. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think uh, all in all, this this pay per view or whatever you want to call it, it's kind of um, a, a good reflection of how bad <laughs> WWE can put on you know an event. Notwithstanding the uh, the tag match and the women's match, um, I think those two have probably the best storytelling in them. Uh, the tag match being that, uh, you know, kind of karma came around to bite the new day. Um, you know, Cesaro got yeah. one step ahead of him, so you know, I, I like that. Um, you know, and then for the women, you know, it was a long, grueling match, so the build was slow. But they just had Charlotte on the uh, that their post game Raw talk. Um, you know, she put Sasha over about how she's the one, you know, she can right. have a beat. She's the one that was a role model for, for her and NXT, you know, so I liked how, you know, it went down to the wire. I'm fine with that. Um, to me, like, okay, the pre-show match, why is Cass fighting Enzo's battle when Enzo's there? And then they announced tomorrow a rematch. Why isn't Enzo involved in the fight? In the fight, because me, um, because Enzo's too badly because one Enzo's too badly injured by uh, by what Rusev did to him. Uh, two Vince, two Enzo short and Vince McMahon would rather push tall guys. Yeah, I mean, it, it, to me, it loses uh, a lot of his credibility. And uh, yeah, yes, and does. I actually thought for a second where he was going to make up for uh, where they were going with his little speech there. When he dropped that WikiLeaks thing with Lana, I thought that's where they were going to drop the accent. He was going to call BS on the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, my God, why didn't they go there? <laughs> yeah, that went uh, – I mean, th- that was – okay, that was intended to imply that there are some websites which have shots from um, Lana's acting career, i.e. before NXT, which which they do. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, no- nothing, that, nothing that would get her fired, but, yeah. I mean, you can you can check out some of that. Yeah, but it, yeah, it, just, that didn't uh, come, that didn't come across very well. No. No, and then to me the main event just seemed very. Uh, you know, we've seen it all before. 
kind of like you guys mentioned, mm-hmm. it was, uh, you're waiting around, you know, you kind of know what's going to happen. And now, you know, where do you go from here? It's, you know, Reigns is going to be mad at Jericho for the interference. And, you know, Rollins says his path to Triple H goes through Kevin Owens and he's still got the title. So it's almost like, all right, let's just swap everybody. You know, you go here, you go here and uh, we'll see what happens. Yep. But to me, associating Seth Rollins so closely with Reigns, like at the end of the show, they're being booed. They're supposed to be the faces, <laughs> and it was very reminiscent of the Usos. Supposed to be. When they were, yeah, with yep. Reigns. Uh, you know, they were getting booed. I was at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. You know, they, they were getting booed against AJ Styles, and then when Rollins came out to the huge pop at the end. So it's just, to me, very questionable with how the characters are portrayed, you know. And, um, yeah. You know, know, Greg, I did the preview column today, and I I took the radical step of suggesting that maybe they ought to make Roman Reigns' character more likable than the guys he's fighting. I don't know. (laughs) That's a pretty out there there suggestion, Pat. I don't know. Um, it, It seemed like tonight and in the past few weeks, they've been putting Roman Reigns with Seth Rollins in order to make, in order to kind of have... Seth Rollins' babyface cheers rub off on Roman Reigns. The only problem is Rollins isn't over as a babyface either. <laughs> and, and you know, maybe putting no. them together, the fans will see them and reminisce about how cool the Shield was. And uh, maybe that together they're a stronger uh, babyface unit than, than they are apart. But we haven't really seen that come to fruition either yet. Uh, I mean, WWE is just desperate to get both of these guys over as babyfaces. And anything they're trying is not working. But the only thing they haven't mm-hmm. tried is actually booking them like real baby faces, which uh, would seem to be the obvious uh, step. But but for whatever reason, Vince McMahon is not really seeing that. No, he, well, well, Vince McMahon thinks thinks Roman is likable because you know Vince thinks uh, big muscular bullies are likable. I I don't know. I mean that's you know, that's <laughs> what people want to see, right? I mean I. Yeah, I'm stumped. And for a good chunk of the evening there, it felt like, you know, a a percentage of the Pittsburgh crowd was watching the Cowboys game on their cell phone instead of, uh, on their phones (laughs) instead of, you know, following the action. Um, Yeah, it it came off kind of flat, I thought. Uh, Anything else, Sharif? Um, Just the, the only other thing that killed me is they keep doing these cutaway crowd shots in the middle of the matches. And I tell you, it's so distracting. You're kind of caught up in the action. Next thing you see is somebody on the screen making some stupid face, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You know, you know what it seems like, Greg? It seems like somebody, like Kevin Dunn or one of those guys, went back and watched and started watching the uh, the uh, TBS World Championship Wrestling stuff on the network. And it's like that's what we need. We need to randomly cut the fans in the middle of the match, you know, with their goofy faces. Well, the the thing is, not only does the cutaway not work because usually there's so much happening in a match when they cut away, they only cut for like a split second and barely show the person or they'll cut away. And it's like one person making a face or jumping up and down in a crowd of people just sitting on their hands and watching, which I don't think has the desired effect that WWE is going for. No, they need, they're not very good at deciding when to cut away and what to cut to. I think is I think, those are the two problems we have here. Okay, Sharif, uh, thank you very much for checking in with us. Uh, hopefully we'll uh, get to do this again in six weeks. <laughs> All right, that's, that's, a, that's a, like a vacation. 
in between these. It is a vacation. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sharif drops off. That opens up a line for you. 515-605-9345. Uh, we'll be back after this short timeout. We're going to do some emails and chat room stuff and tweets, and then we'll get back to your call. So don't you go anywhere. We know you're a pro wrestling fan. That's MMATorch.com. Okay, we're back with more of the WWE Roadblock postgame show here on PWTorchLiveCast.com. I'm Pat McNeil. He's Greg Parks. The number is 515-605-9345. Most of what's on Twitter is me making fun of Bruce Mitchell for misspelling plagiarism, so we're going to skip that for the moment, Greg, and we're going to go to your... uh, We're going to go to everybody's... uh, Email questions. Let's start here. I, I'm not playing a sound effect, but if I did, I'm sure it would be. Um, sure, it would sound yeah, like the AOL one. Um, this will be Richard from Birmingham, England, who writes, "Hi guys, I get, hope you get a chance to read my email tonight. As I know you are inundated with tons of emails, I've been a VIP member now, member now since January. It's one of the best decisions. Blah blah blah. Okay, uh, I'm with tonight's pay per view and in general the overall WWE demographic. I'm getting to that stage where it's becoming so predictable." For instance, tonight with New Day and Charlotte, the matches just seem to be at the same level without engaging the audience. It's someone, everyone had come to the same conclusion to each match. Uh, let's see. I don't, I've been watching WWE on and off since WrestleMania 8 and stopped watching when John Cena came onto the scene. Do you think that in this era, WWE is doing enough to keep people watching and guessing? Uh, I, I think the answer is for a lot of fans, no. I mean, there, there are probably some fans who are... There are some fans who are getting into it now and not comparing it to what came before, but I, I think that... Um, I, plus, I think it's hard to keep fans guess, guessing when you're doing three hours every week of Raw, and, and mm-hmm. for that matter, two hours of SmackDown, and when you're doing a three-hour Raw pay-per-view back-to-back with a three-hour and 15-minute episode of Raw tomorrow. I think that's, I think that's one of the main problems with keeping fans guessing. And the ratings certainly indicate that there are fans who are not sticking around and, and maybe they're consuming the product in a different way. Maybe they're watching it on Hulu. Maybe they're watching raw uh, clips on YouTube or what have you that mm-hmm. causing the, the dwindling ratings. But yeah, it's gotten to the point where, you know, there are only so many tropes in wrestling and because of the number of hours WWE needs to fill hours of original programming with the three plus hours of raw with SmackDown with, the uh, you know 15 or 16 or however many special events there were this year pay-per-views that go two and a half three hours yeah. uh, there is a sense of tribute to the you know, you've seen everything yeah. yep yeah <laughs> there, there, there is yeah, a sense that i mean if you're a longtime fan of the product there is a sense that you've seen everything and wwe does a lot with their television uh, and their product placement of catering to kids and to the younger generation who all of this is new to them. And uh, they, I don't think that they do enough to satisfy the longtime fans. And they try to come up with these concepts, NXT, the cruiserweight division. They try to whet the appetite of those, those longtime fans. But um, in the end, I mean, to devote, as much of your week to WWE programming as WWE wants you to do, it's, it's virtually impossible. I mean, you really do have to pick and choose what you watch. And, you know, maybe people are picking SmackDown and NXT rather than Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and, and every other consumable show there is throughout the week. And that's why we're seeing a drop in the Raw ratings. But, you know, as someone who's watched it 
the, the product for a long time, not as long as Pat, not as long as Bruce and, and Wade and some of the others on staff. But, you know, even I'm sitting here saying, uh, you know, tonight in the Cesaro Sheamus match, that was a unique finish. And were there holes that you could poke no. in it? Probably. Um, but it was unique and I hadn't seen it done before. And at this point, I, I kind of have to give him credit for being able to come up with unique finishes in this day and age. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ho, 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 gentlemen. The holidays have come early this year as Manscaped has the gift that keeps on trimming. Santa's beard isn't so appealing when it's coming out of your trousers, and that's why Manscaped, the leader in below-the-waist grooming, have you covered this holiday season. Now available in your country, join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to keep their trees trimmed and ornaments polished. Go to manscaped.com and use code WADE20 for 20% off free shipping. That's WADE20. I know that pro wrestlers often nick themselves on purpose to bleed and create some drama in the wrestling ring. Don't nick your balls and bleed. That doesn't add any good kind of drama to your life. Don't take unnecessary chances down there. This is a product made just for that area, just for that process, and they get it right. This Manscaped personal below-the-waist trimmer, I'm holding it in my hands right now, is amazing. Um, I've used it. I was sort of skeptical. Is this going to be different? And it is. It's a pleasant experience to groom yourself down there. And it's a really high quality product. When I hold this in my hand, it feels balanced at a time when confidence in holding the product just right is important. And it's not just the trimmer. It's also everything you get with the Performance Package 4.0, including the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, moisturizer, and toner. The Hygiene Bundle will come with a pair of Manscaped anti-chafing boxers. That is a perfect wrapping for your presence. The Manscaped Performance Package comes with all the tools to clean up your delicate places, including the Weed Whacker for ear and nose hair trim. Yes, you might need that. Ask your friends. They'll tell you if you do. Uh, which is waterproof, and it uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered, 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Nobody, not even Santa, wants hairs under their chimney. Manscaped is going beyond the groin with their new refined cologne, which offers a light yet masculine-pleasing fragrance that will leave your partner 
on the naughty list this year. It's made of hypoallergenic ingredients that are vegan. I like that. Cruelty-free. I like that. Dye-free and paraben-free. And those all sound like good things. Tis the season to load up on Manscaped products. So get yourself, your dad, your brother, and your friends the best gift of all. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WADE20 at manscaped.com. It looks high-end. The packaging, they go all out for it. It really is a, uh, a cool thing. It was, it was just had everything laid out in the dining room table, and I got the, uh, the package in the mail, and I was just amazed at all the cool products that come with it and just how thoughtfully packaged and uh, labeled everything is. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code WADE20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code WADE20. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know what? Uh, I mean, there was a surprise I enjoyed very much tonight. After months of complaining that Neville should be in the cruiserweight division or doing something with him, they actually did something with him and put him in the cruiserweight division and turned mm-hmm. him heel all at the same time. Yeah. So I, I got to admit, I liked that. All right, email uh, Jordan Thomas. Uh, oh, this is a simple question. I'm exhausted of Roman Reigns that are booing him constantly. When will he drop the title or Vince wake up and stop his face push? Um, yeah, uh Drop the U.S. title? I imagine he'll do that at some point. Uh, I don't know. All right. Uh, Matthew from London. Uh, yeah, Greg and Pat, keep up the great work. This plethora of pay-per-views must be a pain. Sometimes it is. On, on, a, on a good pay-per-view night, it isn't. Uh, I don't mind Roadblock tonight, but it felt like more of an episode of Raw than a pay-per-view for the first time since the brand split. I got you. Moving on. My question, what... what would be, what do you think the end goal with Charlotte is? My guess would be that they are keeping the pay-per-view streak for Bailey to beat at WrestleMania, but we'll see. I was just wondering your thoughts. Yeah, we talked some about that. I, you know, I, I think it's going to be Charlotte at Bailey at WrestleMania. I'm not even going to guarantee that they have Bailey win at WrestleMania. I mean, yeah. you would think that would be obvious, but this is, <laughs> you know, this is WWE. And I don't, and yeah, I don't I, think, uh, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think they have the same the sense of Bailey that uh, you know that, that the NXT writers did. Well, so far, I, I think that's true. Just based on the way Bailey's been booked, as almost just another character on, on Raw, whereas on NXT she was kept um, kept away from from all that uh, the usual booking, and she was kept as really a special character in NXT, and we haven't seen that on Raw. So, I. I kind of agree with you, Pat. I get the sense that WWE sees her more as the next challenger for Charlotte rather than someone who's finally going to dethrone Charlotte and uh, knock her off that pay-per-view streak pedestal. Well, there's no need to dethrone Charlotte. Sasha Banks does it every six weeks. Why do you need yeah, to dethrone her? Yeah, maybe she'll do it again in six weeks. This was, this was supposed yeah. to be the last time, but we just saw Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens on Raw when that was, we saw the last time uh, a couple months ago, oh, yeah. that they were supposed to fight. So I'm sure and, and Sasha versus Charlotte. Will... Yeah. Yes. Uh, yep. So I'm sure we haven't really seen the last of uh, Sasha and Charlotte Banks. Uh, Sh- Sasha Banks uh, and Charlotte, rather. Okay. Chat room. Sam Weiss. That was laborious for the most part to watch. Opening match was the only one I enjoyed. Uh, Sangoli. What's Mitchell smoking? Neville's been a heel before. I, oops. I mean McNeil. Well, that's just insulting. Um, but I, I think I guess he means that uh, Neville was a heel in ROH during his run, at the very least, and maybe he was a heel in Dragon Gate when I wasn't. Yeah, you know, I don't. I can't claim to have paid attention to all the Dragon Gate shows. But yeah, I mean, he's a good one. At least, at least the uh, minutes of it I saw here tonight. Uh, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Okay, and any more questions? Uh, New surge I, live. I did get... Ask you. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, go on. I, I did get a, a Twitter question really quickly. Um, do we see uh, the This is from Joe White. Do you think we see the Shield versus the Club at WrestleMania? Dean Ambrose is on SmackDown Live, but I'm sure they could figure out a way. So I'm assuming it's uh, Anderson Gallows and AJ Styles against Dean Ambrose, uh, Roman Reigns, and uh, and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Is that a possibility? I think all three guys are too important in singles matches at WrestleMania to really be lumped into a six-man tag there. Yeah, if we're going to do that, I'd rather see the Shield and the new Wyatt family at WrestleMania. You know? But that, oh, there you go. So you think? But again, that Randy Orton's yeah, Randy Orton's going to stick around that long in the Wyatt family. You think? Um, I mean, why not? I mean, it seems to be working so far. Or maybe they, yeah. but maybe you're right. Maybe they'll have this breakup in time for WrestleMania. That would probably make them. That would probably make more sense now that I think about it. Okay. Um. Let's see what else is in the. Do you think? Okay. New surge live. Do you think Vince is trying to make this women's wrestling thing burn out quick because he sees it as nothing more than a fad? Um. I don't. I think so. I think, uh, yeah. I, 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 I don't like, think that's what Miz I like is doing. The, I, like the, I like the phrasing of that. This women's wrestling thing, as if it's this like newfangled yeah. uh, thing we haven't seen before. Okay, did anyone, uh, let's see, question, did anyone else miss Walking Dead tonight? Well, you know, where's my rim shot where I need it? Okay, um, let's see. Yeah, do you think the day will, and another one, do you think the day will ever come when Raw moves back to two hours? Well, I think it's possible, but I don't think it's happening anytime in the next uh, uh, six to twelve months. So, no. If they, All right, if that, for some reason they yeah. leave USA Network in the next contract negotiation, maybe. But as long as they're on USA, I don't see them moving back to two hours. No, I, I'm afraid I don't either. All right. So Twitter. Okay. So do we have any good Twitters here? Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Uh, let's see. Rich uh, writes in. Uh, it's a thumbs in the middle at best, especially when Roman closes out the show. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Dot. Okay. Uh, T. Detay Beats uh, says I put money that Charlotte and Sasha are going to beat John Cena, John Cena and Ric Flair's championship title record. You know, fifteen or sixteen times. At this rate, they probably could. Okay, I think that's. I, th- I think that's. Uh, I think that's all the other stuff we need for now. Let's go back to the telephones. Let's go to the 309 area code. 309, please state your name in town. You're on the livecast post-game show with Pat and Greg. Hello. 309 area code. Yeah, can you guys hear me? Hello. This is Yes, we hear you just hey, fine. What's from... your name? Hey, this is Tim from Rock Island. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Um, no problem, Tim. My, my big thing for tonight was, yeah, the crowd seemed a little bit out of it. This pay-per-view it just kind of fell a little flat for me at the most part, I think. Um, the one great thing I think comes out of this pay-per-view, Neville going into the cruiserweight division, I think that adds a major pop at 205 Live. I put out that I think he did more in one minute for the cruiserweights than anybody did in three weeks of a one-hour-long show. Um, mm-hmm. Going forward, is there anything else as far as presentation or talent that they can add that, add, that just make the show go better? Because right now it just seems like Jack Gallagher, Bollywood Boys, Mustafa, Arya Devari, these guys just aren't getting over. Well, they, they haven't really. I mean, they haven't really given you any reason for the for them to get over. I mean, I thought uh, I thought Mustafa and Lince Dorado had a had a good match last week, but you know, there's there's nothing. There really wasn't a lot to that. Uh, Tajiri's back. He Tajiri's coming back. He has his own unique style. Uh, Tazawa, I you know, it depends on how they book him. I, I like Tozawa, but if they're if they're not if they're not going to book these guys like they're cruiserweights, if they're just going to have them go through and 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 do the WWE style, then it's it's not going to get over the way they want. 
Uh, Greg? I, I, I yeah, we're, we're, a couple weeks into, we're a couple weeks into 205 Live right now, and it just feels like, already, it just feels like another WWE product. You know, there's, it doesn't have that special feel, and yeah, Austin Aries is fun on commentary, and maybe he's worth tuning in to, to hear, but um, like I said at the beginning of the show, they're going to have an influx of, of cruiserweights who can come in and make a difference, and... Pat, as you said, if they're booked like everybody else's, where you, you kind of handcuffed a little bit and not allowed to wrestle the same style that even they wrestled in the Cruiserweight Classic, I think they've toned down greatly even from that. Uh, the division's not going to get over. Mm-hmm. I, heard what, I did hear what you said, Tim, about Kalisto. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I think that uh, I think that the feud with him and Baron Corbin has run its course, and maybe they can get Kalisto onto 205 Live as well. I think he's a good fit over there. I'm Rich Fan, host of The Deep Dive with Rich Fan, a weekly part of the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup of shows. Search PW Torch and Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern, I dive in with a guest for an hour on anything in the world of wrestling or wrestling related. Want to hear about the influence of historical figures like Big Cat or Ernie Ladd? We gotcha. Want to hear about how crazy the Marine movies got? We are on it. No topic is too big or too small. So if you want to dive in with us, call in live or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Okay, any other questions, sir? Um, the other question, with the women's division, uh, it really seems like the problem right now you're having, obviously, and I, as much as I enjoyed that match, the feedback I kind of got from myself and my group of friends was that we're tired of seeing it, as great as those two yeah. are together. The problem with Raw, I think, and this is where SmackDown, I think, has actually done a better job than Raw, is on, on Raw, it seems like it's a two-woman race where it seems like on SmackDown, the, the other females actually get time, rather, other than Becky Lynch and Alexa. Where do you see us going forward with the Rockers or weights, and possibly is there any chance Sasha could go get traded over to SmackDown? Uh, if you mean the Raw women, um, let's see, I did some of that in my preview column. I would have Emma come in as a heel, and Dana Brooke tries to, you know, tries to befriend her, and uh, and and Emma blows her off, and and we turn Dana Brooke babyface because we saw nothing of her tonight with. Uh, with Charlotte and Sasha, and it feels like they've ended whatever role Dana Dana had with the uh, with Charlotte. Um, I think Tamina's almost ready to come back, and if she does, um, that Tamina and Nia Jax would be a natural feud, no matter. I mean, no, no matter who's the babyface and who's the heel, and maybe it would help. Uh, maybe it would help Nia Jax a little bit to you know to be around somebody who knows how to work as a as a power wrestler. Uh, Greg, what are your thoughts? And we've got uh, Emelina, who will assume we assume will debut at some yeah, point on, on the Raw. So, yeah, so um, yeah, I should I should have called. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. see any trades being made with the women back and forth. I think that the divisions are pretty well set right now. SmackDown's been pretty successful uh, with how they booked their women so far. I think you know uh, Carmella certainly hasn't been getting the reactions WWE's expected. Um, they have booked her relatively well in her feud with uh, Nikki Bella, which is now transitioning over to Natalia. So um, they seem to have a handle on him over on SmackDown and Raw. Yeah, I, I, I did get the sense that Charlotte and, Sa- Charlotte and Sasha has, has passed the expiration date for that feud. So I am glad that they, 
really made a point to, to hammer home that tonight was going to be the be-all, end-all of that feud. The end of the line, if you will. Uh, okay, yeah, two more things. Summer Rae is injured. Uh, she's probably going to come back at some point. And uh, when when they drop Paige from the <laughs> roster, and they will drop Paige from the roster, they're probably going to bring up someone to replace her. So we'll see who that is. Uh, okay, anything else? Thanks. Nope, thanks, guys. Great show. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, well, thank you. All right, uh, still got a little time left. Uh, it is uh, 515-605-9345, or you can call in on Skype, or you can use the chat room or Twitter, or or send us an email, pwtorchlivecast at gmail.com. Let's go to the 724 area code. 724, please state your name in town. You're on the Livecast Hello. postgame show with Pat and Greg. Hello. Hi, this is Mike from Pittsburgh. Hey, Mike, were you, were you, you at the me? show tonight? Yes, yes, I can I hear was. you. And, um, oh, um, Were you the I guy holding up the giant gym. light bright sign? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was in front of him okay. with a Taz Show sign and a um, King Ross or uh, What Culture sign. Um, That's fine. Uh, what did, what like, did you think being there in person? Um, I feel that the live crowd was good, but it's, it wasn't as good as sometimes the Pittsburgh crowd can be. Um, we were really hot for, uh, end zone cast as usual, as everybody is. Um, it seemed like the Sasha, um, Charlotte match was a little, I know they were pacing themselves, but it seemed like it took a little bit longer to get out of first gear. Um, yeah, that seems fair. And then I just had a question about why was, if you were going now that you know the finish was what it was going to be um, with, the, mm-hmm. with regards to the Owens-Reigns um, match, why wouldn't have the U.S. title be up for grabs? Or why not have... It seems like a waste of the U.S. title not being on the show. Uh, well, they, I mean, they could have done a title versus title match, but that would have just made people more upset about the DQ finish. Uh, yeah, it, it it does take something out with the U.S. title not being on the show. Uh, Greg, uh, what do you think? Well, I think the whole idea of the finish was Jericho was protecting Kevin Owens' title being on the line. And if the U.S. Yeah. title was on the line rather than the world title, it certainly wouldn't have had that, that same effect. That's true. Yeah, Kevin, yeah, Owens could have... Compl- That's a good point. Owens could have complained about uh, about Jericho costing him the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. Which would have been, yeah would have been the opposite of what they were going for. Okay, makes good sense. All right, any any other observations uh, observations from uh, from Pittsburgh tonight? Well, something we already knew, but Cesaro has insanely uh, amazing balance. The way he yes. lost over everybody to get to the fourth row, um, where my friend was sitting, um, right next right next to him. That was just insane, the balance he has. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was he kind is, of like uh, one of those when... Amazing. Oh. Um, it was just that pop was kind of like yay for Cesaro, but boo for Sheamus. Right. As it, as it was. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, that's... I'm guessing that's what they're going for. We're going to have the odd couple... Uh, we need several weeks, I think, Definitely. of the odd couple holding the tag titles. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling, Mike. 
Oh, no problem. Okay. Uh, Mike drops off. We got, uh, eh, we can probably squeeze some more calls in. Looks like we got a couple people left on hold. 515-605-9345. Let's see what uh, we have going on. Uh, email. Uh, Jeff Schiller asks, would you rather see the, would you rather see the inevitable New Day heel turn be a quick or a slow burn? Perhaps we're actually in the beginnings of the slow burn. Thank you. Uh, yeah, actually, Greg, I I feel like the past few weeks we've been uh, we've been starting the slow burn. Um, what are you What are your thoughts? <clears throat> yeah, I can see that, and then the the tag title loss kind of sending them over the edge would uh, would make sense. But uh, you know, the tough part is, and and Wade Keller has brought up this complaint a lot, is when the heel, even when the heels cheat, the announcers don't admonish them for it, so they get no heat by by cheating. Some of the announcers will say, oh, that was a smart move, and then no one will say, hey, well, it's illegal, by the way, um, and therefore you get no heat on it. And I think one of the things that's been missing with New Day uh, running interference or just downright cheating in their matches is the announcers calling them out on that. And uh, I think that would yeah. make it less effective if they were to turn right away. Um, so I, I guess the slow burn makes more sense from that point of view. Yeah, the announcer reaction has been, been like, "Oh, that wacky new day. What are they going to do next?" Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, yeah, that that is a problem. Okay, uh, Phil Dozer in the chat room asks, "How do you think Triple H will be reintroduced?" Uh, I don't know exactly how, but I'm guessing it's going to happen at the Royal Rumble, Greg. Yeah, definitely around that time. Uh, looks like they're trending towards Seth Rollins versus Triple H at, at WrestleMania. You know, him bringing him, bringing Triple H back up on on Raw last week or two weeks ago seems to tell me that they're putting the wheels in motion for Triple H to eventually come back, and that match makes the most sense given that Triple H really cost Rollins uh, when, the, when the Raw title, Universal title, was up for grabs there. So um, I would imagine he comes back certainly in the, in the build-up to WrestleMania. I don't think he necessarily comes back before that. All right, uh, we do have a couple more people on hold, so let's get through this. Uh, 304 area code, 304. Please state your name in town. You're on the live cast postgame show with Pat and Greg. Hello. Hi, uh, this is Dale calling in from Pittsburgh. Hey, how you doing, Dale? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Fine. Uh, dumb question. Were you at Roadblock tonight? Uh, yeah, I was there. Okay. Uh, what were your thoughts and or impressions from being there in person? Uh, well, a uh, few things. Um, thought... New Day, uh, Enzo and Cass, those guys probably got the, seemed like the biggest cheers of the night. Uh, I don't know if that was just because it was early and nobody was worn out or anything yet. Um, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns got booed a lot, but he pretty much does every time. And uh, yeah. the cruiserweights seem to be the kind of the popcorn match. That's where I got up and went to the bathroom. Um, but I was mm-hmm. sort of surprised Seth Rollins didn't really get a bigger pop at all tonight. Um People seem to be into him and Roman Reigns at the end, uh, but other than that, it, it didn't really seem like it was that big when he was uh, fighting Kevin Owens. It seems like Kevin Owens got a bigger pop than him. Um, but the, the biggest thing that I see Hello? Can you hear okay. me? Are you there? Are you... Yeah, now I can. Go ahead. Uh, sorry about that. I said the, the, the biggest thing that I seem to notice was... Uh, Seemed like there was a lot of empty seats there uh, tonight. In fact, uh, up in the upper bowl on the side that you can't see from TV, they pretty much just had those whole sections blocked off. So pretty much whole 
half of the whole upper bowl wasn't even available for seating. And I've uh, been there for several rods in the past and uh, for Royal Rumble a couple of years ago, and I never really seemed to notice that. Um, is this just a, they're having this problem everywhere, or is this just kind of a thing for Pittsburgh tonight where they're not getting a lot of people? Or I just seemed like something I noticed that I hadn't noticed in the past. Yeah, uh, they've had problems on TV tapings before. This is the first quote-unquote pay-per-view that I've heard about them having a problem filling, and they uh, they did uh, they did they put tickets. Uh, they had special ticket deals and uh, and packages on sale in order to try and get people into the building. Um, yeah, that, I mean that. Yeah, it's somewhat of a new thing. Greg, have you any additional info on that? Well, I know that the house shows are down a little bit since the roster split, especially on SmackDown without John Cena. And then you've got um, the Raw shows, obviously, Cena not being on those at all either. Um, but but it's you're, like you said, Pat, it's not affecting pay-per-views so much. Uh, TVs are, are a little bit down, and I think house shows are down with the split. But I think they're doing more shows with the split, too, so it's kind of making up for it a little bit. It probably is. Yeah, we, we got four tickets and the deal was buy three and then you got the fourth for free and then i got an email in the week leading up where they, i think they were going buy one get one free so i kind of assumed maybe that they were having a little bit of a hard time selling them all but uh, when we got there like i said that was the kind of the thing that i noticed a lot it seemed like a lot of empty seats but uh, other than that it was a pretty good show i had a good time Okay, yeah, that, I mean, and that's what counts. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't remember in the Attitude Era them doing a lot of buy one get one free uh, <laughs> on WW on WWE shows. Now I remember near the end of WCW you get that. Uh, actually, one of the uh, one of the great stories was in 2000. There was a radio contest in DC, and uh, one of the rock stations was trying to give away tickets for WCW Nitro, and literally people and literally could not get anyone to take them. <laughs> so that was. That's a really bad. Uh, good, yeah, it, it was a bad sign. Okay, anything you especially enjoyed out of tonight, Dale? Uh, not necessarily. I really liked the uh, Sasha Banks and Charlotte match. Uh, yeah, I liked it. it. Like the caller earlier said, it seemed like it was a little bit slower paced at the beginning. I, I didn't mind that though, and overall, I that was probably my favorite match. Okay, yeah, I, I think that's. Uh, I, I think that's by and large the consensus. Uh, second favorite seems to be the tag title match. So that uh, that yeah, that, that was a good one too. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Well, listen. Uh, we hope you can uh, maybe can make it back here in six weeks when we're not in Pittsburgh, and you'll call in anyway. All right. Sounds good. In 2012, NXT transitioned into the developmental system and ultimately the brand you see today. On the Torch VIP podcast, NXT Eight Years Back, we'll be taking a weekly look at this page in NXT's early history. Join Kelly Wells and me, Tom Stout, from PWT Talks NXT every Saturday as we go eight years back to the day to track NXT's rising talents and why they did or didn't work out exclusively for PW Torch VIP members. Okay, appreciate it. Thank you, Dale. All right, no uh, we're, we're technically we're technically a little over time, but I think we can I think we can grab the last couple calls, Greg. Uh, Skype call from the one 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 area code. Hello, Skype caller. You're on the post game show with Pat and Greg. Hello, person who called on Skype. 
Hello, can you hear me? Hello. Yes, I can. Uh, hi, uh, my name's Adam. I'm a uh, first-time caller, VIP member from Australia. Ah, Australia. Okay. Uh, yes. How'd you like the show, Adam? Um, I've got to be honest. I'm I'm just not invested in anything on the show at the moment. It seems to me almost everybody is miscast. Um, the mm-hmm. people I'm supposed to cheer for, um, I want to boo, and the other way around. Um, Seth Rollins, I think, is the worst. Why, apart from Roman Reigns, of course. But why am I supposed to to like Seth Rollins? At at the end, with him and Roman Reigns, I was just praying for someone to come out and take both those two out. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't have anybody to do that right now. Uh, and, and I the... just wanted. Sorry, I just wanted to, to I just wanted to say too. I went to the NXT event on the Gold Coast a couple of weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. I hadn't, I didn't know a lot about NXT uh, before I went to that show, but they've got four absolute superstars there in Shinsuke, Bobby Roode, uh, Samoa Joe, and is it? Uh, how do you pronounce the women's champion's name? Oscar. 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 Those four are just absolute superstars, and they should be up on the main roster right now. And I just want to ask: Do you, yeah, do you think out, out of those four, out of those four, how many do you think will make it uh, onto the main roster before uh, WrestleMania? Thanks very much for your time, guys. I appreciate it. Okay, Adam. Um, I'm going to say one. I, Samoa Joe's the only guy I'm expecting to see the on the main roster before WrestleMania, and that's only if he's healthy. Uh, Greg. Yeah, I don't think Asuka's up there anytime soon. Uh, she's still playing the role of the dominant NXT champion, and I don't think she's going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, for most of them, I think if they do get called up, it'll be the after WrestleMania bump when everything kind of settles down. Right. Uh, usually they don't like to call people up on the road to WrestleMania because usually, you know, WrestleMania is the one show historically, and that, that has changed recently. But historically, it's been the one show where WWE plans out greatly ahead of time. And uh, if they wanted to make the show feel special, they would call up guys and have them ready to go. And, and that hasn't been uh, the case unless somebody shows up at, at the Royal Rumble. But, yeah, I would say no more than one of those guys would be called up. I think if you take more than one, you run the risk of uh, watering down NXT and not having the, the top stars necessary to carry that brand at this point. Um, I, I think the absolute... Okay, Bobby Roode, he is going to be the NXT champion, I'm guessing, the next one. So he's not going to get called up before WrestleMania. I think the mm-hmm. soonest you get Shinsuke Nakamura is, let's say he loses in San Antonio, they were, they're still going to have the rematch, probably in Orlando, and he'd have to lose that. So it's going to be mm-hmm. after WrestleMania at the soonest. And Asuka, I mean, originally I think her contract was for NXT only. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I, I suspect that she's going to, I suspect they're going to do the thing and have her hold the title for, for, for a full year uh, from, from, uh, from Dallas to Orlando. So that's another after WrestleMania and probably a while after yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, and I, I know there was talk, at least when she first came aboard, that, that she was going to do NXT and then, you know, kind of, uh, pivot into a role as a trainer in NXT. Uh, so, th- you know, th- there wasn't even talk okay. of really coming up to the main roster. And then she started building this this resume in NXT and be- becoming this dominant monster. And then it's like, well, 
you know, if WWE really wants to shake up the women's division on either Raw or SmackDown, she's there and she's available to be called up. But uh, I don't know if yeah. opinions have changed on her in that direction. Well, and, and the the other thing you got to remember is, I mean, they, I mean, they held off on Sarah Del Rey. They never, they never put her on the main roster. They never had her wrestle mm-hmm. at NXT, and she's, you know, and I mean, when when that started, she was definitely better than ninety percent of the women on that roster. Um, so, yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's uh, that is something to take a look at. Okay, Twitter question from the Outcast Kid. Why did they Nikki Bella the New Day? Why not extend this until WrestleMania? Because, obviously, because they thought they carried that as far as they could go with the New Day, and probably even further than that. Um, I don't think I don't think really. Yeah, I don't think anybody really has the stomach for another four months of New Day as tag team champions. And, and really, I thought they got a lot out of New Day getting them this far. Uh, the the record yeah. they set is nothing to sneeze at, and they were able to stay relevant. You know, this wasn't. Um, you know, six months of of New Day being really hot, and then you know, seven months of WWE just hanging on to them as champions just to get to that record. I mean, they were uh, hot, relatively warm for most of that run. And you've also got to consider the quality of opponents. They haven't had the highest quality of guys to to work against, or at least um, ones that were well positioned by WWE. It was basically New Day, their act carrying the load for a lot of the opponents they had as well. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus come along. I think they've got a really cool thing going. Um, They've got a a neat relationship that WWE has been exploring, and uh, I I really like what they've done with them. And, and, you know, it felt like the right time here to to put the belts on Cesaro and Sheamus. And uh, really, at this point, Cesaro and Sheamus with the belts and having this odd couple team is more of an intriguing story at this point going forward than New Day keeping the belts and having to run through a different set of opponents down the line. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. All right, we have one more. Let's go to the 651 area code. 651, please state your name in town. You're on the live cast postgame show with Pat and Greg. Hello. Hi, you guys. Uh, this is uh, Chris from Soviet, Minnesota. Oh, how you doing, Chris? I'm doing good. Uh, I just got a couple comments and uh, and some I wanted to uh, kind of elaborate on, like Greg said earlier. Um, okay. Just uh, you guys were just talking about Oscar. Um, I mm-hmm. agree. Uh, she should come up to the main roster. Um, I'd like to see her in either Raw or SmackDown. I think she'd be great. Um, I think even an angle where she tries to unify the women's titles or something or just win both of them and be on both shows because I just think she'd mix up well with anybody. I mean, she wrestled a lot of those girls in NXT anyway, so they got to bring her up and do something with her. Um, and then uh, one of the last callers uh, was saying that uh, most of everybody is miscast in the WWE. I agree. I just look at WWE now as the promotion where I root for the characters that are supposed to be heels and then that leads me to my main uh, comment about uh, Greg was talking about Roman Reigns earlier and how he appeared to come off a little more heelish uh, in showing frustration and whatnot with the events of of the match tonight do you guys think that they will actually go through with something like that or do you really think they're just going to push on with keeping him with Seth Rollins, ruin Seth Rollins' space 
Western in the end, in an effort to fulfill Vince McMahon's vision, and that's make Roman Reigns the the face of the company. Or I mean, what do you guys think they're going to do with him for for WrestleMania? And that's all I have. Okay, uh, good question. Um, I am I am not sure what they're going to do with him for WrestleMania. Um, you know, if they want to have him wrestle The Rock, I think that would work. Uh, and you know, The Rock. Obviously, The Rock would be cheered. Actually, pretty much anybody I can think of would be cheered over Roman Reigns at this point. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I mean, we have waited 18 months for them to turn Roman Reigns. I'm, I'm at the point where I'm going to believe it when I see it. Uh, Greg? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. They've had plenty of opportunities to turn him heel, and they've not taken it. I think if they turn him heel now, a lot of fans will say, too little, too late. And, um, you know, even though his babyface push isn't getting over with a large chunk of the fans, I think WWE has come this far. Uh, I think Vince McMahon is stubborn enough in this area. It's funny because he's known as a guy who changes his mind on a whim, but this is the one thing for whatever reason that, that he's stubborn with. Um, I, I think that they've come this far and they've spurned so many other opportunities to turn him heel. I, I just don't see them doing it this late in the game. So I know they want to be a bad thing. I know they want to be babyface, but they've they've screwed up. Uh, I mean, they screwed up what had to be the the biggest chance to actually get him over, which would be to have him, you know, to survive. I mean, instead of having Seth Rollins come in and do the cash in and and win the and win the title at WrestleMania, they could have had Roman come back. I mean, Roman was getting over. He was for for taking that beating from Brock Lesnar. They could have had him finish. You know, they could have had him actually score the victory and. God, I, it might have worked because nothing else they've. I haven't seen anything else they've tried which has much of a chance of of working, other than having him beat Sheamus because Sheamus was just Sheamus. Nobody wanted to see Sheamus as champion anymore. <laughs> if if you think about it, if you think about it, if WWE had turned Roman Reigns heel, the first and the first indication that his babyface push wasn't getting over, they could have turned him heel at that point, and by now. The fans would have pushed for him to become a babyface organically enough to where WWE could now push him as a babyface and he'd be over because they would have been the fans who would have thought, oh, you know, he's a heel now, he's cool, so we can cheer him, and then WWE could turn him babyface. So they'd be in the same position they are right now with Reigns as a babyface, only he'd be popular. So uh, that's how long this yeah. failed Roman Reigns babyface push is gone. And uh, yeah, they, I mean, they, they actually did that 21 years ago with Shawn Michaels, and it worked. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would have actually worked with Roman Reigns though? Because to me, it's not so much that he was "quote unquote" forced on us, because I think he's good. He's a good worker, uh, but to me, it's he just yeah. doesn't. He just doesn't have that personality to be to play that role. And, and maybe I think that's my, my point, I guess, is in turning him heel yeah. is maybe he would have found that as a heel. Maybe he wouldn't have been able to open up more as okay. a heel. Maybe he would have yeah. been able to use that, that not anger, but that, uh, you know, the fans not accepting him as a baby face. He could use that as a heel and, and really bring out some personality in him. And that's when the fans react to you. That's when the fans get behind you. Like Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho have shown as heels, they're getting over his baby faces because their work is so good. Roman Reigns could have been that guy as a heel to where he could channel all the frustration of not being able to get over as a baby face into his heel persona 
which would have gotten the fans behind him, and eventually, organically, the, the fans would have helped turn him babyface again. Like what oh, and I got, I got a Rock, better example than Shawn Michaels. Look what they did with The Rock. Well, well, I mean, what, what, yeah. I mean, the Rocky's yeah. initial exactly. babyface push didn't. Yeah, that died, and they and they just let Rocky be himself, and you know, lo and behold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool guys, thanks. Have, have a good night. Hey, you too. Thanks for calling. All right, uh, that's going to about do it for us this uh, this month. Uh, Tomorrow night, Raw in Columbus, Ohio. We have no idea what they're going to be. Uh, have no idea really what they're going to be doing on the show. Although we can have a few guesses. Uh, Wade will be doing the post-game show, and then Tuesday it is SmackDown and 205 Live from Detroit. Greg, are you doing that uh, live cast on Tuesday? Uh, that is up in the air, but I'll definitely be covering the show for PWTorch.com. Uh, my yeah. SmackDown report as the show airs, as always. Yes, and uh, of course we'd like to thank our great sponsors, including LootCrate.com, home of the official WWE Slam Crate, uh, where you can get your Bailey Bears. Uh, go on to LootCrate.com, find the Slam Crate, uh, use the code PWTORCH, uh, and if you're using it for the first time, you get $3 off. That's uh, that's definitely worth listening here, is getting $3 off. And, uh, of course, uh, we do the live cast five days a week, and uh, if there's a pay-per-view week, we do it six days a week. And uh, so... And it's it's been great to be doing this with Greg and looking forward to doing it with Greg at the Royal Rumble. But if you would like to be a member, a VIP member of PWTorch.com, uh, $10 a month, $99 a year, PWTorch.com slash GoVIP. That's the short version of the plug. Here is uh, here's a friendly announcer to explain to you how it all works. If you're a fan of the PW Torch livecast, today, pwtorch.com slash govip. No, seriously, uh, show's over. Uh, good night, Greg. Uh, drive safely, everybody. Have you subscribed to the PW Torch Daily Cast yet? It's a free daily podcast with shows throughout the week dedicated to Ring of Honor, All Elite Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Major League Wrestling, NXT, and MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling fans. That's Monday through Friday. And on Saturdays, check out the Deep Dive with Rich Fan, where he examines a single topic in depth. And then Sunday nights, it's Wrestling Night in America with Greg Parks. You can listen live or download the show later at PWTorchDailyCast.com. Just click on the live stream link. He takes your calls talking about wrestling's biggest events, either ones that just took place or previewing shows that are right around the corner. And on Sundays when WWE runs pay-per-views, he's live right after the pay-per-view at PWTorchDailyCast.com, reviewing the show and taking your calls. That's the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your wrestling podcasts or visit our homepage to download or stream the shows or find out more information at PWTorchDailyCast.com.
You don't need a couple feet of snow like we have here in Minnesota to know that the holidays are upon us. And that can mean stress and needing to de-stress. It can also mean you're doing some traveling or that you're just going to need some downtime to escape from the pressures and the joy and fun of, of the holiday season and all that comes with it. And that's where an Audible membership comes in. Audiobooks can be that safe space that you go to to unwind and immerse yourself in another world just for a little bit so that you come out of it refreshed. Sometimes conversations with certain family members can be awkward. They say, what's new? And you don't really have an answer or you're not quite sure what to say. With an Audible membership, you always have an answer. The latest book that I downloaded and listened to start to finish is I'm Dying Up Here, which chronicles the coming of age of stand-up comedians who defined the American stand-up comedy landscape over the past 30 years. There's great stories about Jay Leno, David Letterman, Andy Kaufman, and so many others who, who I grew up watching. As I listened to the book, I was fascinated by the parallels between the relationship of wrestlers and indie promoters, and really major promoters too, and stand-up comedians and club owners. And the business side of something that I found entertaining fascinates me. That's what I do for a living here on these podcasts is look often at the business side, not just the on-air side of, of this pro wrestling industry that we all love. And I love stand-up comedy and grew up watching all these old comedians and getting to learn more about their origins and, and their struggles and their relationships with each other in the infighting and also the solidarity and camaraderie uh, was really interesting. And now when I get together with relatives... I have something to talk about, and everybody is going to know some of the comedians, and I can share anecdotes. So what I really like about Audible these days is their Audible Plus library that comes with an Audible membership, because what it does is it has led to me downloading titles and genres that I otherwise would not have listened to, because I wouldn't have wanted to use my monthly credit on a full price book on something I wasn't sure that I would be all that into. And now I'm finding myself downloading a half a dozen books a month and learning about subjects from their catalog. Because with the new Plus catalog on Audible, there's a ton of books that you can just download as part of your membership and just listen to start to finish. Right now, for a limited time, save 60% on your first three months of Audible. That's only $5.95 a month. That's one premium title each month to download, along with access to the full Audible Plus catalog. So to get that deal, visit audible.com wade or text wade to 500-500. Again, that's audible.com slash Wade or text Wade to 500-500.